So our topic today it will be the difference between the Old and the New Testament. The Old and the New Testament. This is very important because most of the things uh, that causes people not to understand is because they are failing to rightly divide. They are failing to separate on what is the Old Testament and what is the New Testament. So, this sermon is going to be the one of the very, very, very important to others. Because if you don't understand this, it will cause you to stumble in your faith and to stumble in your doctrine. Right. Uh, if we look at uh, the book of uh, Leviticus 26, verse 46. Leviticus 26, verse 46. Yes. It says, these are, these are the decrees, the laws, and the regulations that the Lord established on Mount Sinai yes. between himself and the Israelites through yes. Moses. Right. So, right there, you can see uh, that God is giving the laws through Moses to the children of Israel. It's very important. Right. Before you you'll go back there, I want you to look at Second Timothy 2.15. Uh, I want you to, to see why I'm saying it's important uh, what are we going to be talking about here? Second Timothy 2.15, it says, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a workman who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. Yes. The King James will say, A workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, but shun profane and vain babbling, for they will increase unto they, they will increase unto more ungodliness, and their word with uh, will eat as doth as a kanga, of whom as then it goes on to goes on. But what 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 do we want is verse fifteen where it says rightly dividing the word of truth. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Why do we why do we have to rightly divide it? Then say, but shine, shine profane and divine Bible. Because if you fail to rightly divide it, then what all what you'll do is. You all what you'll be uh, 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 talking, it will be just a vine. 
a vain babbling. It will be a vain, like empty words, useless words. This is very important. This is very important. I want you to go again uh, in the book of um, Proverbs. Uh, go to Proverbs 26, verse 6. I have to double check the scripture. Twenty-six. Yeah. Verse six. Yeah. It says, "Like cutting off one's 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 feet or drinking violence is the sending of a message by the hand of a fool." Yes, it's verse seven. Yes. Is that the right one? Yes. Go to the next verse. It should be the next verse. Okay. Like a lame man's leg that hung limp. Is a proverb in the mouth in the mouth of a fool. Right. The legs of a lamb a lamb is not equal. So is the parable in the mouth of fools. I'll read again. The legs the legs of a lamb man are not equal. So is the parable in the mouth of a fool. What is the parable? The book that you are holding right now. Scriptures are a parable. So if a parable is hanged, or if the Bible is carried by a fool, it is equated or equal to the legs of a layman. What do, what do you mean? Because the layman's legs are not equal, so he stumbles to walk. He is not able to walk properly. He can't reach his destination. So as a fool when he hangs a, a parable, or a fool when he's, when he's holding the Bible, it is the same. You must have a skill to rightly divide the word of God. Just remember that one. So let's go back to uh, Leviticus 26. Start reading from uh, 46. So what is important is we want to divide. We want to separate the Old Testament and the New Testament. Because many people they read it as a one book. They said, it's in the Bible, it's in the Bible. Why are you doing this? It's in the Bible, it's in the Bible. You have failed to write and divide. So the first point that we're going to look at uh, is that the law was only given to Israel. Read uh, from verse, verse 46. Okay. Leviticus 26, 46, it says, these are the decrees, the laws, and the regulations that the Lord established on Mount Sinai between himself and Israelites. Between himself and the Israelites. Eh? 27. We're going to chapter 27. The Lord said to Moses, 
speak to the Israelites and say to them, if anyone makes a special bow to, to dedicate to dedicate persons to the Lord by yeah, you can, 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 uh, you can wait there. The law was given by God through Moses to the gen to to Israel. What does it mean? Any other nation out of Israel, you were not allowed to keep the law. The law was not given to you. The law was exclusively to Israel. You must know that. Nobody who was a Gentile or a heathen or who was not born of Israel, who was allowed to keep the law. It was a taboo. Until today, you cannot keep the law of Moses. It was not given to you. It is not yours. Very important to know. Uh, look at, uh, you, uh, if you have got time, if you want to understand that, read the, the whole book of, you can write it down, the whole book of uh, Deuteronomy 29. Just read from, from verse 1. Uh, if you have got your time, we cannot read. So uh, we, we're going to pick like f few verses that will show you. Uh, we're not going to be reading everything. Right. Look at, uh, let's take the New Testament. Uh, Romans 9. Read Romans 9 uh, verse 4. Romans 9 4. Romans 9 verse 4 it says Yes. The people of Israel theirs is the adopt theirs is the adoption as sons there's the divine glory, yes. the covenants, the receiving of the law, the temple worship and the promises. Who, who are those? The people of Israel. Read it again. Romans 9 verse 4. It says, the people of Israel, theirs is the adopt, adoption as sons. Theirs the divine glory, the covenants, the receiving of the law, the temple worship and the promises. These were the temple worshippers. These were the receivers of the law. So they were the covenant people, which the covenant in what? In the law of Moses. So you 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 must understand that. No one else was, was allowed to keep the law. Let's look at uh, Psalms 14, uh, 114, 147, from verse 19. 90, just read 19 and 20. 147? Yeah, from 19, just 19 and 20. Psalms 147, 19 and 20, it's written, He has revealed His word to Jacob. Yes. His laws and decrees to Israel. Yes. He has done this for no other reason. They do not know his laws. You see now. The Lord. You see now. It was to Israel. No any other nation was allowed to observe the law. It was to Israel. 
Right. Let's look at uh, 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 the New Testament now. The New Testament uh, is a combination of the both. Oh, it's, it's just for everyone. All the nations. Let's look at Isaiah 60 verse 3. Can read three to five. Isaiah sixty. Yes. Which verse, Pastor? Read from verse three. Okay. Isaiah sixty verse three is written Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Nations will come to Jesus. Yeah. Read further. Lift up your eyes and look about you. All assemble and come to you. Your sons come from afar and your daughters are carried on the arm. You see now. Then now your sons are coming from afar. Everywhere. All the four corners of the world. Yeah. Then you look and be radiant. Your heart will throb and swell with joy. Yes. The wealth on the seas will be brought to you. To you the riches of the nation will come. The riches of the nations with the S, yeah? If you don't yes. Yes, if it doesn't have a S you just throw away your Bible. Right. Uh, nations, but, it has the S. Yes. Look at verse sixty two. No, I, I mean go to chapter sixty two and re- and read verse two. The nations will see your righteousness and all kings your glory. You'll be called by the, by a new name. You see now. That the mouth of the Lord will be stopped. You see now. Ezekiel 37, uh, no, 39, I think 39 verse 7 instead. Try 39 verse 7. Ezekiel 39, yes, 39 verse 7. Yes, there are, there are many scriptures, uh, but we just, we're not going to read uh, Ezekiel 39 verse 7. Verse 7. It's written, I will make known my holy name among my people Israel. I will no longer let my holy name be profaned, and the nations will know that I, the Lord, I am the Holy One in Israel. You see now. It is. Uh-huh. Eight, it is coming It will surely take place Declares the sovereign Lord This is the day I have spoken of You see now So the day that he is speaking of When the nations now come But now he is starting about Telling us that He is only uh, I mean he, he has already known In Israel But now the nations will come and know him as well Maybe if we take another another scripture, uh, you can at your own time. We can read Jeremiah sixteen twenty one, read Malachi one verse eleven. Uh, let's look at New Testament. Uh, right, you know John ten, John ten where where it says. Uh, uh, my ship, I've got another fault. 
I think it's, it's verse 16. Verse 15 or 16 there. The way he says other sheep I, I, I have. Uh, that is 14. 14. Yes, 14 or 16. 14 what, what is saying? I'm 14. the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. 15. Just as the father knows me. Skip to 16. And I know the father. I have other sheep yes. that are not of this sheep pen. Yes. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice. You see now. And, and there shall be one flock. And one, one one shepherd, right? You see now, he was preaching to the Jews, but he was telling Jews, "I have got other, other, other ships which are not of this fold. Them also I will bring them. Then I will make you and them one fold." So he was talking to to other nations now, uh, the Gentiles. So uh, let's hear Paul, uh, Galatians three. Read verse 8. Colossians 3 verse 8, it is written, The scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith. You see now. And announced the gospel in advance to Abraham. All nations will be blessed through you. You see now. It was the gospel was announced to Abraham in advance and said he will justify the Gentiles by faith. Right. So he, when, when he said Abraham believed God, Abraham had faith, it was a prophecy of the Gentiles that were to come. Abraham had many, will have many children. It was a prophecy of Christ having uh, many children through all the nations of the world. Read 14 and 15 of the same chapter. 14 and 15, it says, He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles, <coughs> excuse me, through Christ Jesus, so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. Yes, Brothers, yes, 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 yes. The reason why Jesus came on the cross We'll talk about it uh, even later on. We'll just give you a, a, a bit of it now. The reason why Jesus died on the cross, yes, it was to redeem us. Another thing, it was to destroy the law so that you and I, the Gentiles, can be partakers of the gospel. Without that, without destroying the law, me and you, we cannot worship God. That's very important. The reason why Jesus Christ came and went to the cross, it was to end the law. That's what people misses out there. Going in on the on the on the on the cross, it was to shed the blood so that he redeems us. Through his blood, according to First uh, John one eighteen, to redeem us through his blood, again he had to to destroy the law that was his flesh because he took the law. The law was his flesh now. So so when he went there 
on the flesh, I mean on the cross. He was destroying the law. The law was ending. The law was ending there. We, we're gonna read the, 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 the scripture that says that exactly. So if, if I forget to read it, uh, Colossians 2 from verse 14 to 18, you'll read that, you'll see. You can write it down, you can read it at your own time if I don't remember and cover it. So is that, that is very important. What that means, that law of Moses, someone might ask a question. And say, so do you mean now we are no longer under the law? Then my answer is, no, we are no longer under the law. Then the next question that people, they, 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 they assume that so now, uh, do you mean that we can kill? Or we can steal? Then the answer is, we, I did not say you can still, still, I said you are no longer under the law, meaning we are no longer under the system of Moses. Because the system of Moses was called the law. We are no longer under the law, but we are still under the law of Christ. Meaning we are no longer under the law of Moses. We are still under the law of Christ. The law of Christ is not called the law. Because that the law, it was just a name, the law. The law, it was called the law, or it was called Moses, or it was called Old Testament, or it was called the, the Old Covenant. But it was popularly known as the law. It's a name, the law. Meaning the system of Moses. So we are no longer under the system of Moses. But we are under another system. That is called grace. Or the law of Christ. So there are two laws. The law of Moses and the law of Christ. So where is the difference? The law of Moses was a picture of the law of Christ. Maybe we should read uh, uh, Colossians uh, 2 uh, quickly. Just read from uh, verse 14. There are many verses Colossians that we can, we can, we can, we can read, hundreds and hundreds. Yes. Yeah. Having cancelled the written code with its regulations, that was against us. That was against, that was against us. Who? Us, the Gentiles. Us, the, the children of God. Yes. He was, it was against us. Why was it against us? We could not worship God. It was against us. Yeah. Number one. Number two, the law was against even the Israelites. Because the law, instead, because that's why when Jesus Christ was saying, I have not come to condemn you. Jesus was, when he came, said, I was, I, I did not come. Because the law, he said, I did not come to condemn you. But there is one who is condemning you already. He is Moses. Moses was condemning them. Who is Moses? The law. It was not talking about Moses as the person, but the law was called Moses. He said, there is one who, who condemns you already. And he is Moses. But because now we are under the grace. 
There is the, uh, that's why the scripture uh, Romans 8 verse 1 says now there is no condemnation to those that are in Christ you see now, read further I've been cancelled the written code yes. with its regulations that was against us yes. and that stood opposed to us mm-hmm. he took it away it opposed to us to yeah. he took it away and, and, and uh, did what nailing it to the cross he nailed it on the cross so what was nailed on the cross it was his flesh so when he was he was nailed when he, when he was when when his body his flesh was nailed on the uh, cross the law was being nailed on the cross uh, read further and having disarmed the powers and authority, yes. he made a public spectacle of yes. them, triumphing over them by the cross. Yes. Therefore, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink, yes. or, or with regards to a religious festival, yes. a new moon, yes. celebration, or a Sabbath. These are the shadow of the things that were to come. All those days, the Sabbath day, this one, Passover, these were the shadow of things to come. These were the shadow. Scriptures are are clear, but there are people today who are keeping Sabbath. Today, with scriptures like that. I can read scriptures like that over 30. Clear in the Bible. But there is someone who is keeping Sabbath. Now, 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 now. There is someone who is tithing today. Now, with scriptures like this. Right. So, let's look at uh, Romans 8. Read from verse 3. Let's see the law of Christ and the law of Moses. Because every time when, when someone says we are, uh, we are not under the law, people, they get confused. Why? These people are confused already. Why? Because people, they don't even understand what they are doing. Romans 8, verse 3 says, For what the law was powerless to do, what Moses was powerless to do, eh? in that it was weakened, by the sinful nature. Moses, the Old Testament, the law was weakened by the sinful nature, was weakened by his flesh, by the flesh. Eh? Not the flesh of Moses, no, by the flesh. Eh? God did by sending his own son. So God now sent his son. Eh? In the likeness of a sinful, with a small s, sinful man. To be a sin offering. Yes. And, and so he condemned sin. And so he condemned sin in sin in sinful man, in order that the righteous requirements. So he co- so he condemned sin in his flesh. Yes. He condemned sin in his flesh. So Christ came, but he had to come in the nature. Of the flesh. Why? Because the difference now is the law of Moses was kept through the flesh. The law of Moses was kept through the flesh, meaning to keep the law, you were to do something by your flesh. 
When they say circumcise, you were to literally circumcise your flesh. You were to do things using your flesh. Number one. Number two, you had to do things to benefit your flesh. Because these things are done by your flesh. A sinful flesh. So the things that you are doing, they are things to benefit that sinful flesh. We'll cover that later on uh, because of time. Go to Galatians 6 verse 2. Let's hear about the, uh, the new law. Galatians 6 verse 2, it yes. says, uh-huh. Carry each other's burdens. Carry each in, other's burdens in the church, yes. In this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. You see now, now there is another law. It's no longer the law of Moses. In this way, you are fulfilling the law of Christ. Carry each other's burden, meaning love one another. Because the law of Christ is not about your flesh. It is about love. That's why when Jesus comes and say, a new commandment I give to you. What do you mean, Jesus? Now you have to love. You see now, it's all about love. Meaning, everything that you are doing is, is about love. But the Old Testament, for example, the Old Testament, when you are giving money, let's say you are giving money to your friend, You are giving so that because God has commanded me, that means you are forced. If you don't do it, something happens to you. So you are not giving because of your heart you want to help this person. You are giving because you are instructed to give. If you don't give, there's a penalty or there's a punishment. Or if you don't, you are giving because you want something. Your flesh wants something. You desire something. I'm giving because I want a car back. I'm giving so that the rain come. I'm giving so that I win a war. God will help me to win a war. I'm giving. You are giving because of the desires of your flesh. Whereas in the New Testament, when you even when you go to the church, you put some money in the bucket. You are giving because simply I love. Who forced you to give? Why are you giving all this money? Why? What are you scared of? No, I'm not scared of anything. Why are you giving? Are you expecting it to to come more double double? No, I'm giving. I just love. I'm giving out of everything is done out of love. You see now, not because of the desires of the flesh. You are not doing it for your flesh. You're doing out of love. It's two different things. So that means. Things like, that's why you see a, 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 when someone wants to rob you, he will tell you, uh, yeah, yes, we tithe in the New Testament. Then you go and read Malachi in the Old Testament. And he doesn't read uh, 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 the law of tithing where it's given properly in, uh, in Deuteronomy 14. No, he doesn't read that one. You go to Malachi where it says, Give me so that I will open the windows of heaven. Why? Windows of heaven, it, it promises you things of the flesh. Then you, you, you see, you, then, then tell you, if you give, God will protect your money in the bank. So it's about your flesh. 
So that means if you are doing that in the New Testament, it's a blasphemy before God. You don't know what you are doing. You see now? Because if you did not tithe, you were cursed. But we know that once you are blessed, once you are, you are, you are born again, it means you are blessed. There is no, you can't curse what is blessed. You see now, so these people are doing whatever they are doing because of love, because of the spirit that is in them. Right. Another, another thing that differentiated uh, uh, the New Testament and the Old Testament is that um, the Godhead manifested in the New Testament. The Old Testament people, they did not know about the Godhead. Why? Because the Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. It is a benefit or it is a requirement in the New Testament. Because someone had to go and share his blood. And that, that particular person was to be holy. That's why uh, Revelation 5, it says, Heavens searched. And there was no one who was worthy to open the seal thereof. Number one. Number two, the Holy Spirit is a New Testament phenomenon. Yes, the Holy Spirit was there in the Old Testament. You hear it coming, going, coming, coming. But the Holy Spirit is a requirement in the New Testament. There can't be a New Testament without the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is the one that is running the church, is keeping the church. Because, because in the Old Testament, there, there was no promise of heaven. So, But the importance of the Holy Spirit, he says, once you are born again, the, the Holy Spirit seals you until the day of redemption, according to Ephesians 4 verse 30. You are sealed until the day of redemption, Ephesians 1.13. You are sealed. Once you are born again, God protects you with the word so that even someone comes and preaches heresy, you don't believe it. When someone talks things that does not make sense, someone mixes the Old Testament and the New Testament, it won't make sense to you. You will tell you, go and die, Bushiri. You see now, so you need to understand these things. Let's look at uh, 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 when God introduced uh, the Godhead in Matthew twenty-eight nineteen, when he said, go and baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. But if you read properly, you see that he said, in the name, meaning it is the same name, meaning this name is the name for the Holy Spirit, is the name for the Father, is the name for the Son. So there are not three gods. It's one God who manifests or who is doing three duties. It's one God. Colossians 2 verse 9. Inside Matthew, what? Everyone knows that scripture. Every, uh, 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 skip that one. Uh, it's All Matthew right. 28 verse 19. Go to Colossians 2 verse 9. Where it says, in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead, uh, uh, the or something like that. Yes. It says, 
For in Christ, yes. all the fullness of deity lives in bodily form. Yes. So, you have so when Christ was walking on this earth, the fullness of the Godhead was in him. But the Old Testament people, all what they knew was correct that God is one. But this, this one you see in the New Testament, that's why people they are confused now. They think there are three gods, there are three thrones in heaven. That's what people think now. That's why the Roman Catholic bring this confusion of Trinity and all that. If you understand it properly, it's correct. You can even use the word Trinity, but if you understand it, but if you understand it from the view of the Roman Catholic that uh, there are three persons, it's a serious, 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 serious blasphemy. It's a serious blasphemy. So for this verse, which means the whole Godhead was on earth here, when you say it's for uh, Colossians 2.9, for in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. Yes. It tells you that mean all the fullness was with him here. The yes, it means that God was on earth. The fullness of the Godhead. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Because Jesus Christ, if you read a, 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 a 2 Corinthians 5 verse 19 quickly. 2 Corinthians 5 19. It says that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins. Yes, yes, him. yes, yes. If you read the, the King James, those with the King James, it, it will say, to wish that God was in Christ. To wish that God was in Christ. God was inside Christ. That man who was walking there, he was not God, but God was inside him. God the Father was inside him. That's what uh, Colossians uh, uh, 2.9 says. Oh. I think 2.19 it says that as well. If you skip to 19, something like that. Or if it's not 29. Try verse 19 of uh, Colossians. It will be saying... It says, He has lost connection with the head from whom the whole body supported and held together by its ligaments and sinews grow grows as God causes it to grow. Yes, 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 yes. If you read the King James, yeah, that's the scripture there. Uh, let me uh, 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 think. So, 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 so. Uh, if you if you go to. Uh, If you go to Deuteronomy 6, verse 4, because we cannot talk God it and, and we don't read one scripture, uh, because otherwise we can have disaster here. Deuteronomy 6, verse 4. Yes. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. Yes. 
Hear, O Israel, the Lord God is what? Is one God. Is one. In, he will never change to be three. He is one. But we have to understand that this Father, Son, Holy Spirit is, is works, is the manifestation of the same God. If at home I'm a husband, I go to work and uh, I'm a teacher, I've got another second job, I'm a doctor, then, uh, then you, see, you say, this guy is, is, is three persons. That's foolishness. Mark 12, verse 29. Mark 12, verse 29. It says, the most important one, answered Jesus. In this, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. That's the most important thing. If you miss that one, if you think that there are three or there are five, some people now they are saying there are there are five. It looks like these gods they 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 increase with years. Because people, they are still reading the same scripture, but they end up coming with five quotes. Roman Catholic show three. So is everyone uh, today in uh, in these uh, streamlined churches. They see three quotes. But now, the manifestation of the Godhead, it is a beneficiary to what? It benefits the New Testament. Because these guys in the old testament, uh, they did not require that. Holy Spirit did not require that. The prophet will uh, will talk to God for uh, for us. Don't worry. God will send us a prophet. He will talk to us. God, we have got a priest in the in the in the in the temple. That's it. That's enough. You see now. We we gonna kill our animals and sacrifice the blood. That's it. So the son, the purpose of the son was to come and share the blood. Was to come and die. So they did not need that in the Old Testament. They did not think they need that. The Holy Spirit is to keep the church. We cannot read the scripture without the Holy Spirit. You won't understand nothing. We read... Um, uh, what do you call it? Chapter 26, verse uh, 7 there. Where it says, uh, uh, the, 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 the legs of a landman is not equal as a parable in the mouth of, uh, of a fool. You see now. You need the Holy Spirit to interpret scripture. You need the Holy Spirit to, to survive or to live in the New Testament. Because you need faith. Faith is a gift of the Spirit. You see now. So without that, you cannot survive in the New Testament. That's why Solomon said, uh, 
it is equivalent to a, a parable in a in a fool's mouth in proverbs there now let's look at the works that you you had to do in the old testament they are different to the works that you had to to do in the new testament we have uh, spoke about that but let, let's just read uh, uh, some few verses because we didn't uh, read verses. Galatians 5, 19 to 21. Galatians 5, 19 to 21. It says, The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sex- sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft, hatred, discord, excuse me, jealousy, fits of rage, self-ambition, dissension, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. You see now, to put everything in one bracket is called the last of the flesh. So anything that you do because of the last of the flesh. Some some things, do you know that some of the things in this world we do because of hatred. Because you hate someone. Because you are competing with them. Now that's what is happening even in the church now. In the churches of today, there is something they call the testimony. That is one of the evil things. Someone stand up. He wants to tell us that they've they've bought a wardrobe. Someone wants to come and sh- and, and tell us that uh, their workplace has increased their money. How, how is that a testimony? You are just bragging. Is because people they are competing. They hate each other. They are competing with each other. Those testimonies in the churches today, they are not testimonies. Testimonies are not like that. I'm telling you. It's because we have never had a testimony. That's why you think that is a testimony. It's not a testimony. It's never been a testimony. It's never done in a church. It's something that started recently, a few years ago. Maybe 20 years ago. Or even less than that. It's not a testimony. Whereby you tell us that you have bought a car. It's not a testimony. How is it a testimony? Because someone is from a pub right now. He's got a better car than, than you. A drunkard has got a better car than, than you. How is it a testimony? Because anyone can buy a testimony. Some of these uh, cars, we are still owing it. It's on credit. You can testify today. Then a few years later, they come and take, or a few months later, you fail to pay that car. They come and deposit it from you. They come and take away that car from you. So how is how was it a testimony? So, is the last of the flesh. Everything that you do, because your last, I've covered this already, your last, your flesh have lasted for that. It is not of God. It's evil. Let's look at Romans 3 from verse 20. 
just read uh, a few verses there because it's, it's long. If you have got time, I want you to read it to verse 31. Just read uh, a few verses. Romans 3, verse 20. Yes. It says, Therefore, no one will be declared righteous in his sight by observing the law. Rather, through the law, we became conscious of yes, sin. Yes, the purpose of law was to make us conscious of sin. When the law says, thou shall not kill, it doesn't mean that if you, if, if you did kill, then you are righteous. No, 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 no. Because you can kill inside of you. That, that, that jealousy that you have, you have killed. Some people, the reason why people, they don't do killing and all that, they are scared of prison. The reason why you, you are not stealing right now, you are scared of prison, if you are not born again. Because, do you think if they leave one million now, there on the street, and there is no one, there is no camera, there is no one who can see you, and they say everyone is sleeping, uh, the whole world is sleeping, if you take this money, guaranteed nobody will, will uh, see you. What are you going to do? You are going to take it. The reason why you are scared is because you are scared of prison. Do you think people they, they, they don't kill each other because they know they are not scared of of God or they are not obeying the law that says that they are scared of prison. They will tell you if you do it you go to prison. Then you say how many is it over twenty years? I can't I can't do it. You see now people. Are, are, are doing are, are not sinning because they are they obey the law. No, they are scared of the consequences. You see now. Well, you you can at uh, your own time you can uh, read further. There is a lot to learn there. Go to Colossians two verse sixteen. Galatians 2, verse 16. Galatians 2, verse 16. Mm -hmm. It says, Know that a man is not justified by observing the law, a man, but by faith. You see now. So there are works of the flesh and the works of faith. So it says, Seeing that a man shall not be justified by the works of the flesh. Because the works of the flesh are those works that you do so that your flesh Benefits, number one, are the works that you do because your flesh longs for something. Maybe you are competing with others. Maybe uh, 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 your flesh likes it, or etc., etc. You see now, anything that you do because of your flesh is the works of the flesh. And those things... They are they are usually done literally. You do, cannot do them spiritually or using faith. No, you have to do it literally. You see now. So those are the 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 the, the works that you do to fulfill the pleasures of your flesh. These are the works of the flesh. That's how the law was kept. But the man is justified only by faith. So let's look at what are the works of the faith. Because they are works of the faith. 
I'll start at 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 John six uh, twenty nine. What does it say? Read 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 from verse twenty six or twenty five quickly to twenty nine. John six. We want to read the few. Uh, we read from twenty six. John six twenty six it says, Jesus answered, I tell you the truth, you are looking for me, not because you saw miraculous signs, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to Wait, wait life. there, wait there. Do you not work for food that means do you not work to fulfill the last of the flesh? The last of the, the, the flesh that, that is represented by the food that perishes. But for, uh, work to fulfill, uh, uh, work for the food that not perishes, you see now. So that means the, the works of faith are, are not to fulfill the last of the flesh because the last of the flesh is temporary. Eh? Read further. Do not work for food that spoils, yes. but for food that endures to eternal life, yes. which the Son with the capital S of man will give. On him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Wait there. That means the works of faith are the works towards eternal life. The works towards... So it's the works in the goodness of the Lord. So, so those works are, 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 are the works that when you do them, they will take you to heaven. Because if you do the works of the, the flesh, we have seen that the, 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 no man will be justified uh, through the works of the flesh, but by faith. So the works of faith are these works that your soul will benefit. Yes, your, your flesh can still benefit, but now, the primary and important thing is when you are doing them, you are doing so that your flesh, your soul benefits. Because when your soul benefits, your flesh is bound to, 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 to benefit anyway. Because anything that you do it for your soul, it is superior than a work of the, of the flesh anyway. You see now. Because your soul is superior. So anything that you, you do is for the flesh, for the soul to benefit. That means it's a very good thing. Number one, it will, it will, it will take you to heaven. Number two, even on the flesh here, on the earth here, your flesh can, will still benefit because you are doing a good thing. Imagine if you are, if you are in peace with everyone. You are in peace with everyone. That means even your flesh will benefit because nobody will fight you. You won't be involved in fightings or in hatreds. You are just in peace. You won't have high blood pressure because you are always angry at other people or you are hating other people. You, 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 you just mind your own business. So indirectly your flesh will still benefit. You see now. Or you are making right decisions your flesh is still benefit indirectly but you are not doing it for the flesh but still indirectly your flesh still benefits right read further then. 
28, then they asked him, what must we do? What must we do to do the works God requires? 29, Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. So the works that God requires is to believe in the one that God has sent. You see now, so when you believe, that means when you believe, you will get the Holy Spirit. When you get the Holy Spirit, you have got faith. For you have got faith that everything that you are doing it, you are doing it because of faith. It is driven by faith that is in you. That means it's good works of faith. So it becomes a work of, of, of faith. You see now. But it started by believing. Because believing, it will bring God in you. Then it's no longer you who do things. Then you'll be saying, it's no longer I that live it. But it's God in you. I can, all, I can do all things. These are the works of the flesh now. Because you are now led by the Spirit. Those that are led by the Spirit, they are the children of God. You see now, in Romans 8, 13, we're not going to go there now, because we want to cover some, some verses now. I want you to look at Luke 12, verse 43. Luke 12, uh, verse 43. It says, It will be good for that servant whom the master finds doing so when he returns. You see now, this scripture, I like this scripture. This It says, it, will be, it, it, it blessed is the servant that when the master comes, he find him doing. Meaning this person is not doing, he's not working to be seen. This person is driven by something inside him. He's not to, you know, let's say you live your children in your house and you say, okay, just leave them there. They don't know when you are coming back. But when you come back, you find uh, uh, another one is sitting there on his iPad or is watching TV there and you find another one is he, he, what? He's killing. Or he's washing dishes. This person is not watching dishes because he's scared of you. You are coming now. No, he's, he's working voluntarily. He's working because he loves to work. He wants to do that work. That's what it means. So these people are driven by the spirit. These people are not doing because they want uh, uh, their money to increase in the bank or they want salary because the, the servant is not there anyway. But this person is doing the work. He's not doing so that the servant will see that this one works hard. Then he pays them. No. He's doing when the servant is not there. But when the servant is, he just comes uninvited, then you see, this one is always working. Even if I'm not there, even if he's not expecting me to come, he is working. What a scripture. I want you to go to, to James 2. To James 2. Let me read the... Uh, Another scripture as you are going there. I'll read John 3 from verse 21. It says, But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are worth in God. You see now, the works of faith are the works of the truth. Because this person who is waking when the servant is not, is not there, he is, he is truthfully doing it. Most of the time at work, our works are not true. 
You work because the boss is there. You work because you want to impress them to increase your your money. You are not working because you love the uh, uh, the job. You see now. So you are working. Your boss is there. When he leaves, uh, you stop working. When you when you know he's coming now, five minutes to then you start working. Start working. So you want him. He's not works of the truth. You are deceiving. That's the same thing. Even in the church now, people they wake because eh, 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 when the pastor is looking, they wake, they wake, they wake. When the pastor is not there, they because they think, because they want to impress the pastor, so that maybe the pastor will promote them or something stupid. You see now, it's not a true say. I mean, it's not a true service. It's deceitful. It's it's lies. Right. What is what is James two says? We're gonna be skipping verses there. I want you to 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 read the whole scripture yes, if you have got time. Yes. I want you to read from, now. Now just start from. Uh, let me see. James. 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 Start from verse fourteen. James two fourteen. What good is it, my brothers, if a man claims to have faith but has no deeds? Right. Such faith save him. Right. What what good if you have got faith and we don't see the works of faith? If you have got faith, we must see your works. You must see the fruits of that because you can. I cannot tell you that I've got faith. My works must tell you. So if that servant you coming, you find him working. Those are the works that you say. This is a good guy. Read verse seventeen. What does it say? It says, in the same way, faith by itself, if it's not accompanied by action, is dead. You see now, if we don't see people, they read this verse wrong. That's why they're confused. So faith it goes with the works as well. No, what it says is, if we don't see the fruits of that faith, the faith is dead. We must see the fruits. The manifestation of the works of faith, we must see. Verse 18. It says, But someone will say, You have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by what I'll do. You see now, so someone might claim to have faith, but me, I'm not going to say that I've got faith. I'm going to do things. Then you, you will know that I've got faith. You see now, when you look at people in churches today, it is easy to tell that these people are not born again, they've got no faith. Why? Because of what they believe. But they think that is faith. When you believe that uh, I'm going to church, uh, uh, I'm going to give money so that God will bless me, so that it is an evidence that you are a vagabond. Because that faith has to be believing in the finished work of Christ. Faith must be a faith that is based in knowledge. It has to be knowledge first. You see now, that you had, you believed, and God seals you with the Holy Spirit of promise. You see now, your faith has to be based in the gospel. Knowledge, sound understanding of the gospel. 
if you hear someone telling you that eh, eh, I'm sowing a seed so that I get this, uh, this, this, it is evidence that this is a vagabond. This person is lost. This person knows nothing. He doesn't know Jesus. You hear someone say, I'm paying tithe so that my job is secure, so that it is evidence this is a vagabond. It is very clear. So the manifestation of faith must be evident. We must see it, This is that this one has got faith. Not by seeing you putting a, a suit to going to church, then this is a believer, no. We must see you rejecting heresy. That this is not the gospel. This is a blasphemy. This is nonsense. Then you say this one's got faith. You see now, verse twenty. What does it say? Faith it says, "You foolish man, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless?" Yes. Was not our ancestor Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac? Right. Wait, wait. Right. Did 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 Abraham offer Isaac? No. <laughs> Isaac did. Abraham did not offer Isaac. But now, I, what Abraham was demonstrating there was that. Inside of him, he wanted to do the will of God. So he was judged by his that his intentions. He wanted to do, but he did not do it. So he did not to have to do the works of the flesh. To because when if Abraham had killed Isaac, then it becomes the works of the flesh. Yes, I killed him, but now God looks at his heart that this person is obedient. Because inside Abraham, yes, he had already killed him. So it was the works of faith. So God judges what are your intentions. He, judge, he judges from inside of you. Abraham did not kill Isaac. You see now. Abraham believed. Abraham believed that he will have many children. He believed that. So your works are to believe in Jesus Christ. Right. Verse 26. If you have got time, you must read all that. Okay. Verse 26 says, As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. Exactly. We must see the manifestation of faith. Not that uh, you, you, are, you, are, you are busy, you are doing other things. No. We must see the manifestation of that faith. The manifestation of that knowledge of the gospel. So whatever you are learning here, it has to, to, to manifest. You, you have to practice it now. If you learn, a sermon has to cause you to be a better person. So that whatever you are doing next, you are doing it because you have got knowledge uh, of the gospel. You are obeying the gospel. The gospel has transformed you, has changed you. So those are the works of the faith. You see now, you learned something, then you are practicing it. It manifests now in the real world. Now I want you to look at Acts 26 verse 20. X twenty six 
verse 20. Oh, go to First Timothy. Go, yes, yes. Yes. First to those in Damascus. Yes. Then to those in Jerusalem. Yes. And in all Judea. Yes. And to the Gentiles also. Yes. I preached that they should repent yes. and turn to God. Yes. And prove their repentance by their deeds. And and do works meant for repentance. That means the works of the flesh after you have been preached to whatever you are doing, it will be evidence or it will be proven by your repentance. That means you are no longer doing things that you used to do. Those are the works of faith. When we see that you have changed, you used to be like this or used to think like this, uh, you used to be uh, competing with other people in the, in the church. No, you are no longer competing with other people. You are someone who loves other people now. You are you are someone who embraces other people now. We 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 have seen, seen this person has changed because repentance means we have changed. Repentance means we have turned back. Then those are the works of faith. You see now. Look at First uh, Timothy six verse eighteen. Command them, command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. You see now, you used to compete with people in the church. Now you are very rich in doing good. You are, you, are, you are not telling us, you know what, I am rich because I have just bought a car. We say this person is rich. How is he rich? He is rich in doing good. What good is he doing? Ah, no. This one, he is ready to share whatever he, he has with other brethren. Wow. What a scripture. What a scripture. I like Timothy, uh, Titus as well. Let's look at uh, Titus uh, 3 or 2 there. Read verse 8. Titus 3.8. So, whatever, we, we, we are not preaching this, just, I mean, this... Uh, these sermons so that people they, they enjoy and say revelation, revelation. No, 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 no. The reason why we teach is for people to change. It says, uh, this is a faithful saying, and these things I will that thou affirm constantly, uh, that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good. And profitable unto men. Doing good is profitable to you. Repenting and doing good things are profitable to you. Pastor, what verse was that, sorry? Uh, Titus 3, verse 8. Titus 3, verse 8. Uh, I want you to go to Matthew five sixteen. Let me continue with the Titus uh, 3. Let me read another scripture here. 
I'll read verse uh, 14. And let ours also learn to maintain good works for necessary uses that they be not unfruitful. Doing good. Because do you know that the works or how God works is different to how we works. So do you know good, doing good to other people? God counts it and God continues to bring you close by, by doing so. But in our own view or in our own mind, if you do good to other people, you are like you are losing. You see now? You are losing. Uh, I, can't, I can't help him. Uh, he's going to be the same as, as me. Uh, he's okay like that. So that uh, me, people, they will see me as important. So, or better than him. So that's how people see things. You see now? Because people, they are always constantly in competition. They want to be seen better than others. And that thing is evil before God. Right. What is Matthew saying? Matthew 5, 16. Matthew what? 5, 16. Matthew 5, 16. Okay. Matthew 5, 16, it says, In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. When people see you doing good, what, what are people going to do? They will praise God in heaven. Mm. You see now? Imagine you are in a in a church. Instead of coming to a church, if you, let's say you are blessed, you have got your money, or instead of coming to tell us that, you know what, yesterday, or you know what, me, I eat Nando's every day uh, with my kids. Imagine if you, if you, if you quietly come and see some, uh, 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 some other men or some other sister, they, they don't have shoes to, to, to come to church. Or, you know, these ones are struggling. Uh, they did not pay school fees. Then you ask, uh, my sister, have you managed to pay school fees for your children? They say, ah, no. So, you know what? I'm going to pay uh, uh, for this term. People will, glor- people will glorify God for what we have done. You see now? Or someone is no shoes in the church. Then you, 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 you quietly go and buy shoes and go to their house and give them. People will glorify God in those good deeds. But is it happening to people now? No, 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 no. Now it's all about me, 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 me. I receive. I receive. And I receive. You see now. Let's look at a uh, uh, John. I want John fourteen verse twelve. John fourteen verse twelve. Yes. Okay. I tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. Yes. He will. He will do even greater things than this. Because I'm going to the Father. You see now. And I will... You see now. Jesus is saying greater things than these 
you shall do. Why? Because I go to the Father. That meaning, these works that we are doing are the works of the Holy Spirit, are the works of faith. Because for him to go, why is he saying, because I'm going to the Father? Because I'm going to the Father so that I send the Holy Spirit. So all these works, we say thank you to the Holy Spirit, are the works of... You cannot do all these works. The reason why you see it difficult, what I am saying now, you say, uh, what is this one talking about? It is impossible to a natural man there. Because a natural man is all about self. But when you are transformed, when you have got the Spirit of God in you, it changes. You start to see life different now. You start to value this life too much. You want to see others happy as well. You, you, you rejoice when you see others happy. You rejoice when you, 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 you share whatever you have with other people. You see now. Because I tell you, even if you are greedy, you're never going to be, uh, be rich. Instead, you'll be worse. <laughs> someone who gives and someone who is very stingy, who is always competing with others, who is selfish, they are the same. You're never going to be rich. That's, that's how it works. I don't know how God does these things. You see now, you become poor and poor and poor and poor and poor and poor. But you say, this, this guy saves all his money. He doesn't even he, he, he buy his children food enough. He's too stingy. But he's still poor. You see now, that's how it works. But now, another thing that is different uh, when you compare the Old Testament and the New Testament is the blessings. Is the blessings in the Old Testament you had to do so that God blesses. That's why the the, the uh, 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 Paul was saying this was against people. The law was against people. But you see, people they want to to go back to the law now and keep the law. The law was against you. The law was your enemy because you had to do something so that God responds. Let's look at Deuteronomy 11 from verse 26. The law, you have to do something for God to bless you. If you do wrong things, God curses you. Which is not the case with the New Testament. The New Testament, we don't find that. The New Testament is opposite. You are blessed already. What have I done? Nothing. You are blessed. God loved you when you are a sinner and blessed you. So whatever you are doing now, right, from verse 26. Deuteronomy 11, 26 say, See, I'm setting before you today a blessing and a curse. Yes. 27. A blessing. God is setting a blessing and a curse. And a curse. <laughs> you see now, meaning if you choose to pay tithe, because it's a law. There is a blessing and a curse. Meaning, if you fail one day to do, because you have to do it to the power. If you fail a little bit, it's a curse. But it doesn't work anyway. We are no longer under the law. It does not apply. It's just people doing stu uh, stupid things. It's not stupid. Someone is robbing them anyway. They know what they are doing. Okay, yeah. 
the blessing if you obey the commands of the Lord your God. And I'm giving that I'm giving you today. The curse if you disobey the commands of the Lord your God. Oh. And turn from the way that I command you today by following other gods which you have not known. Once you turn, it's a curse. If you have got time, read Deuteronomy, uh, uh, just go to 28 there and read. If you've got time, read up to 13, but we're going to read maybe one or two, two verses. Twenty-eight. Which verse? Read from verse one. Okay, twenty-eight, verse one. It says, "If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all His commands that I give you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations on earth." Right. Wait there. The Lord your God will set you. High. That means if you obey, I will deal with. Not that you'll go to heaven. Oh. No, 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 no. I will set you. I'll do some. So that's what mislead people. People, they read these verses now. I'm the head, I'm the tail. People, they go and read these verses and say, if you obey God, now this does not apply. This was the Old Testament setting. It does not apply. Don't read this scripture. Don't read this scripture and think that. Uh, it applies to to us today. No. But we still read this scripture to learn how God was dealing with them and how because the gospel was hidden there. That's why we read this as a parable and learn and take away Christ from that. Excuse me, Pastor. I won't be long. You see now. So it's very important we understand that. That all what we have to learn is the gospel there. We have to come out with the gospel. We cannot literally take it as that one because it was a law. Because when you take it this one, verse 11, chapter 11 there, we read that, Behold, I set before you a blessing and a curse. If you do, I bless you. If you don't do, I curse you. That, that means... Why are our necromancers are not reading this one and say there's a case? They always read blessing, 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 blessing. When they come when there's a case, they stop. They don't tell us that there's a case. You see, there's a case. So this was the Old Testament. There's no case now. If we look at Romans 8 from verse 1. Romans 8 from this one. It says to us, There is therefore no condemnation to those, uh, to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ have made me free from the law of sin and death. There is no more case in Christ. We are living under the grace. So even if you do something that is wrong, God does not curse you. Because God cannot curse what he is already blessed. You cannot curse and bless. It doesn't mix. 
All what God does with us is to tempt, is to allow the tempter to deal with you. So if you go out outside the radius, if you sin, all what you, you have to fear is the devil. You have opened yourself to the... But God does not curse you because cursing is not from the devil. Cursing is from God. So all what you, you, you we fear is if we sin, the devil we have opened to the devil. The devil will attack us. But we still belong to God. But we have now moved away from God. Now, no, not that now we are no longer born again. No. We have shifted away from the presence of God. So we are vulnerable to the devil. So we must be always closer to God. There is no case. Case is from God. When God curses you, nothing happens to you. You are destroyed. A case is a serious thing. When you are, when you come in the New Testament, the moment uh, you claim that I am born again, all what you are saying is, you know what? I'm the one of the blessed people. That's what that's all what you are, you are saying. If you are saying I'm born again, you are saying I am blessed. You see, another meaning of being born again is to be blessed. Because when you are born again, you are blessed already. Ephesians 1 verse 3 says, Blessed be the God of and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who have blessed us with all spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ, according as he have chosen us in him before the foundation of time, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love have predestinated us unto the adoptions of sons by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. When did God bless us? Before the foundation of this world. God has blessed you before. So if you if you hear someone pray, please God bless me, he is a vagabond, there is no prayer like that. In the kingdom of God. God has blessed us already. When did God bless you? Before the foundation of time. Long time ago. Before you were even made. He has blessed you. He has blessed those that are going to be the children of God. So when you are being born again. The day you are born, born again. It's like you have recovered. You have just discovered your blessings. That uh, uh, you were given long time ago. You see now. Where are your blessings? Are in Christ Jesus. Who is seated in heavenly places. That's why when you, you are born again. We are saying we are now seated with him. Where there are blessings. You are, you are seated there. So what are you talking about? God bless me. God bless me. You see now. You need to understand that. Then we read again. Let's, let's go back to Romans 8 there. I want to look at uh, verse 16 and 17. What does it say? It says, The Spirit itself beareth witness 
with our spirit that we are the children of God. As long as you are the children of God, the spirit will confirm that you are the children of God. And if we are children, then we are heirs. If we are children, that means the kingdom, the riches of God are ours. We are the heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. So we, we don't, that means that, that, that wealth, those blessings, we are the owners. We are the joint heads. We are the owners of the blessings. Once you are born again, you are the owner of those blessings. Scripture is very clear. Yes. What verse is that, Pastor? We are we are we are reading uh, Romans eight. We are now reading verse seventeen. We read sixteen. Now we are reading seventeen. Then it says, "And if children, then heirs." Hairs of God and the joint hairs with Christ. If so, be that we suffer with Him, that we may be also glorified together. Together. You are glorified together with Christ. You are one with Christ. So that means the blessings of Christ are your blessings. The blessings of God are your blessings. You are one with God. You are one with Christ. You are joint heads with God through Christ. You see now, this is what people must understand. Now, we can just take a few more bonus scriptures. Just read Romans 13 from verse 8. In verse eight, it says, "Let no debt remain. Let no debt remain outstanding. Expect the counting debt to love one one another. For he who loves his fellow man has fulfilled the law." It's all about loving one another, brethren. It's all about loving one another, brethren. If you are in a church. You don't love one another. You are not. You are just wasting your time. Sometimes you don't even waste waste your your time. Just go there and 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 drink uh, with others, right? I want you to go to Romans seven. Let me read uh, Galatians uh, Galatians five, verse thirteen. For brethren, uh, for brethren, you have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love save one another. Whatever you are doing, helping each other, loving each other, let it not be according to the flesh for you to benefit in the flesh. No. Let it be caused by love. Let, me be, let everything that you are doing be caused by love. For all the law is fulfilled in one word. Even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. But if by bite and devour one another, take heed that you be not consumed 
one of another. This is this I say then, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the last of the flesh. Brethren, let's walk in the spirit, let's let's be led by the spirit, so that we don't fulfill the last of the flesh. You see now. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Let's not pay tithe. Let's not go and circumcise our our flesh, our flesh thinking that a God will love us. Let's not do things because we want to compete or we want to be better than others. Now, the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lavishness. This is the last of the flesh. Uh, I died, adultery, uh, witchcraft, hatred, variations, illuminations, wrath, uh, strife, seditions, and heresies. What causes the heresy? Is the last of the flesh. Do you know that for people, that's why you see these people who are doing heresy, why all what they are preaching is the last of the flesh. There is no one who preaches heresy and is not preaching the last of the flesh. Give money so that God will give you this. Do this so that God will do this. Let's do, let's fast 40 days so that God will do this. Let's do this so that God will do this. Heresies is as the last of the flesh. The last of the flesh is what causes heresy. Heresy cannot be preached to someone who walks after the Spirit. If you don't believe that Look at everyone who preaches heresy. Their promises people things of the flesh. That's why they bring these testimonies. False testimonies. Testimonies about the flesh. You see now. Yes, uh, you, you can read further there if you've got time. Uh, I want you to, 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 to look at, uh, Romans 7, 14 to 16. Romans 7, 14 to 16. No, 4, 4 to 6. Look at 4, 4 to 6. 4 to 6. Okay. 4 to 6. Right. It says, So my brothers, you also died to the law through the body of Christ. Yes. That you might belong to another. To him who was raised from the dead, in order that we might bear fruit to God. Five, for when we were, for when we were controlled by the sinful nature, then sinful passion aroused by the law were at work. So when we were controlled by the sinful nature, when whatever works we were doing were controlled by the lust of the flesh, what happened? aroused by the law, we are work in our bodies, so that we bear fruit to death. We, our, we bear the fruit to them. Whatever works we were doing, death. it was because of that. So that was the works of the last, the, the, the envy, hatred, competition, all those things. Yes. 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 Yes
But now, by doing to what once, uh, once bounds us, we have been released from the law, so that we serve in the new way of the Spirit, and not in the old way of the written code. Ah. Now we are serving God in a, in a new way now. So we are, our works are done in a new way now. Our works are led by the Spirit. What verse is that? Read verse 6. Verse 6. Yes. So our works are led by the Spirit, are caused by the love that we have. Because God is love. You see now, what is scripture? So we need to understand that, that even, even to, uh, uh, the, the, the Old Testament, it was not joined that you just come from wherever you're coming from, then you say, it. no, it was by birth. The Old Testament, you were born by birth, and a, a, a man was circumcised at the age of, uh, uh, after eight days. So you were not just joining a church, Say, I want you to join this church of T.B. Joshua. No, 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 no. You were born an Israelite. You see now. So you cannot keep the law today because you even that you were born and you had to be circumcised at the day eight. So now you cannot just come from nowhere and say you want to keep the law. So in the New Testament is different. You were not born a Christian or a believer, or a follower of Jesus Christ, it has to be a, a, your, your choice, whereby you alone, God chooses you as an individual, and you believe the gospel. God chooses you to come in, the, in the, his kingdom. So it's your choice. It's not by birth. It's two different things. So the other one, you were born, you were born, you can't, you, you can't say, I don't want, you are, you are born, uh, Israel, keep the law. It's a must, if you don't keep the law, they kill you. But this one now, it's independent. It's not, a, your, your family is, is Christian, they go to Roman Catholic, then you, you, you belong there. No. It's a choice. You can go to, to, to another shrine. Or another false one there. You see now. But being born again, God chooses his people from different nations. It's not about birth. From God chooses those that are in the book of life. That he has chosen before the beginning of time. And he deposited in them the ability to hear and accept the gospel. You see now. That's where there is a difference. So, Old Testament, it was by birth. You can't say, no, I don't want me, guys. I didn't choose this religion. No, you were born by Israel. Keep the law. Otherwise, we kill you. I think this will help someone understand. We're going to end there for today.